This is Inspiring Minds, a podcast focused on thought-provoking conversations between BSB students and our world-class faculty. Hi, I'm Shayla Frederick, a marketing major and peace and justice minor from Denver, Colorado, and I'm here today with Dr. Quinetta Robertson, the Fred J. Springer Endowed Chair in Business Leadership and Professor of Management, and today we'll be talking about her research on diversity and firm performance. Great to be here with you. Thank you. Great to be here. What sparked your initial interest to dive into this research on diversity and firm performance? I read a quote years ago that said, we study our lives, and I think I'm studying my life. So prior to getting my PhD, I was a banker, and I was part of the bank's diversity initiative, which was pretty interesting, you know, getting to see the training and some of the things they did. But then, just from personal experience, being a woman, being African-American, I probably had certain experiences of being included versus excluded. And so I wanted to understand it more. So when I went to get my PhD at the University of Maryland, this issue of diversity came to mind. You know, I thought, wow, I'd really like to understand more. It was really fascinating. And my background was in finance. So I figured a way to combine both of those to understand what organizations could do so that people felt more included, everyone did, but in a way that it really contributed to organizational performance. And in your research, you found that low and high levels of diversity were frequently associated with lower performance in the firm, and that moderate levels of diversity were associated with higher performance. So can a firm really become too diverse? I don't think that an organization can be too diverse. I think it can become diverse for the wrong reasons. So you'll sometimes find organizations that treat diversity like a roster or some kind of menu, right? We got 10% of this group and 5% of this group, but we want to get to 6% of this group. And so what you have is, you know, a workforce made of people from all these different backgrounds and values and cultures, but really not understanding how it relates to what the organization does. And so that's what I think you start to see that lower performance because it's not that they're too diverse, but they're diverse for the wrong reasons. So how do these firms help members of the organization recognize what their diverse strengths and experiences are so that they can then contribute that into their group work? As a leader or a manager, I have to be able to look at my team and see maybe where people aren't interacting well together you know what, let's take this into a classroom setting. In my classes, I have a class contribution component, which means I want people to participate, but I want them to also add value. Well, what if I see that there are certain students who are not contributing? I reflect on that to say, why is that the case, right? Do they feel that they don't have an opportunity? Do they not want to talk in the larger class? And maybe if they're uncomfortable giving their perspective, I break the class out into small groups or partners one-on-one so people can talk to each other, but it takes away the stress. You know, we all have different talents and strengths. And so as a leader, I need to be able to pull that out. But at the same time, if I feel that I'm being silenced or not heard, I need to maybe let someone know that because I can't assume that they're going to recognize that. 
So as student leaders on campus are forming their organizations and going through the recruitment process and then leading their organizations for whatever cause it might be, how can they incorporate this diverse outlook into the way they lead? If we look at companies, organizations that, you know, have employees, nonprofits, et cetera, any kind of organization, when they go and recruit employees, you'll find a tendency to continuously go to the same source over and over again. We have organizations that recruit from Villanova every year, and that's all they do, which is great right? Because we've got the best students. Um, But if you want innovation and creativity and diversity of thinking or how people were trained, you look in one of the other colleges. Or maybe you look at students from, you know, other schools or universities, because that's where you get some of the diversity. So the same kind of things for student leaders. If the way that I recruit is to put up flyers in certain buildings, then I'm going to get people who go to those buildings, right? Maybe I want to think about other buildings, or maybe I want to blast it in another way, you know, different social media sites or accounts, just so I get a different audience that's looking at it, because there may be people with the same values and the same interests, but they just may not see it wherever I post the flyer or something like that. So that's a way of increasing the diversity. And then, again, making sure that everyone is contributing, because if you're going to go get that diversity, you got to use it. Do you think business students should participate in diversity courses? Yes, but it depends on what the course is. When you say diversity, people like give you the side eye, the eye roll. They're like, here we go again, right? Because they think we're either going to sing Kumbaya or we're going to like cry together and talk about a time when everyone was excluded. Rather than understanding, you know, I have to add an acronym. When I was in finance, we learned about the WIFM, what's in it for me, right? And people need to understand what's in it for them. So how is this diversity going to benefit me? Well, you're going to be working with all kinds of people, whether that the diversity is U.S. versus outside of the U.S., you know, people from different cultures and countries. That could be people from with different work styles. It could be something as simple as if you have a manager who happens to be a morning person and always wants to have a team meeting at 7 a.m., right? What students could benefit from is, you know, developing their cultural competency and also their collaborative competency, their ability to work with others. I think students could benefit from a diversity course, but one that actually does skill building rather than talk about the concept. Can you give a quick overview of some of the findings you found through your research of dynamic capabilities and diversity in firm performance, and then how you have seen that impact the field of diversity and future research? When I would talk to organizations, they would tell me two things. One, how much diversity they have. And then they would say, and we have an increase in performance. Now, every business student knows there are tons of factors that can influence performance. So to try to make that leap from diversity to firm performance is huge. It's not necessarily, you can't make that direct link. So we have to understand what are those 
capabilities or things that contribute to firm performance that diversity influences. For example, creativity and innovation, that there are companies and industries, tech companies, pharma companies, where their bread and butter, how they make their money is on creativity and innovation. A lot of people think about Google, for example, and they think about you can sleep at work, you can bring your dog to work. Wow, it would be great to work there. But what they don't realize is that Google has socially engineered their environment to get people to work together and at all times of the day. So if I bring my dog to work, I don't have to go home and walk my dog. If I can eat at work, I don't have to go out for lunch. And also while I'm in the cafeteria, I'm gonna run into people from other areas of Google and we'll strike up a conversation and that's where the magic happens. We end up trading ideas, collaborating, and then that's how these major products get made. So if we get people interacting together, then we can benefit from that creativity and innovation of them collaborating, which leads to performance. So it's the capabilities that come from diversity that lead to performance. To wrap up, what would be your word of advice for business students becoming people who are advocates for diversity and leaders within their organizations? Psychology shows us that what we tend to do is what's familiar because one, it's comfortable, And two, we know we'll likely be successful. But we have to take risks and put ourselves in situations that may be unfamiliar because it's only in then when we start to stretch ourselves. And it may be uncomfortable. We may not be at the top in that situation, but we start to broaden our skills, broaden our capabilities, broaden our networks, which in the end becomes a competitive advantage. And so having those experiences and being able to talk about how you resolve conflict effectively, to be able to talk about times when you collaborated effectively, be able to describe a time when you got outside your comfort zone or took a risk and what worked or didn't work and what lessons you learned, that's going to be what employees like because they're they're able to see that you have more of a learning orientation and want to develop and understand. And it's not so much about understand the what, but to understand the why. Thank you so much for being with us here today, Dr. Robertson. And again, I'm Shayla Frederick, a marketing major and peace and justice minor. And this is Dr. Robertson, the endowed chair in business leadership and professor of management here at Villanova. Thank you for listening to Inspiring Minds. Stay tuned for our next installment featuring more VSB students discussing research topics with our world-class faculty. 